Hey, what's up? We're Brave Youth, a youth movement happening all across Miami, starting at our home, Brave Church. Thanks for checking out our podcast. We can't wait to see how God's going to use it to change your life. Enjoy the message. tonight man you look amazing does anybody feel amazing tonight come on guys it's christmas it is like christmas season can i be honest with you christmas season is my favorite season of all the seasons in the season calendar i love christmas season um and i love because guys there are only three more weeks of brave youth everybody say oh But with Christmas season, means that we have a lot of fun stuff happening. Tonight, we're going to watch Elf. Come on, who likes Elf? Elf the movie. I love Elf. Um, Next (laughs) next week, we are going to have a silent disco. Has anybody ever done a silent disco before? Yeah? It's it's dope. Okay, just know that it's dope. Turn to your neighbor and say, don't worry, it's dope. Okay. After that, on December 18th, we have Christmas Palooza. And we have an ugly sweater competition. Come on, like who, who wins ugly sweater competitions? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I, I always win ugly sweater competitions. We're going to have Christmas karaoke. There's going to be Christmas food. We're going to celebrate. Um, and it's going to be amazing. Maybe Armin. Where's Armin? Armin. Maybe Armin will dress up as Santa. How many of you guys would love that if Armin dressed up as Santa? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would love that. Um, but man, what an incredible year we had, right? Like, man. It's so awesome to see what God has been doing in and through your lives in the life of Brave Church. And how many know, like, he's not done yet, right? Amen. Come on, like, there's still more on the horizon that God wants to do here in this youth group and in this church. And tonight I want to talk to you. uh, For the next two weeks, um, we're going to be doing a series called Christmas Classics, okay? I love Christmas season because, obviously, like, you know, I love celebrating Jesus. Like, that's my homie. What's up? Um... But I also love presents. Come on. Like, I'm a big present guy, okay? Like, my love language is Christmas gifts, okay? So if you want to, like, love on me, just go wrap up. You don't even have to put anything in the box. I just like tearing open the paper, okay? Um, But I also love the Christmas classics that come out on Christmas. Like, how many of you know, like, the Christmas movies, right? Like, Charlie Brown Christmas. Um, We got uh, 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 Elf. I love Elf. Um, There's also Home Alone. Any Home Alone lovers? I love Home Alone. There's also Die Hard. Any Die Hard fans? Come on. Yeah. Somebody tried to tell me that that wasn't a Christmas movie today. You know what I did? I smacked them in the face. Said, what? No, just kidding. No, I didn't. Um, But I love it. I love Elf the movie. I'm not going to lie. It's one of my favorite movies of all time, honestly, because if I could be a character from a movie in real life for the rest of my life, I would pick Elf. Why would I pick Elf? Because, like, how many know, like, it's cool to put syrup on your spaghetti, amen? Um, It's cool to walk around in an Elf costume all of your life. It's cool to eat gum off of the street railing, amen? Um, But I love Elf, and if you know the story of Elf, kind of the premise of the whole movie is this man who is taken to the North Pole, and he grows up with Elves, okay? Now, I'm going to tell, can I be vulnerable with you guys? Okay. The word elf has like a negative connotation in my life. You know why? Because when I was in elementary school, people said I had pointy ears like an elf. Okay. Now listen, don't judge and don't look at my ears tonight. 
Okay. Already, I feel everybody, you're looking at my ears. All right. But it's okay. I love Elf. Um, and it's this movie that this guy grows up and he realizes his dad is somewhere else. And so he goes and he starts to search in New York City for his dad. And he's crazy and he's wild. And I'm sure all of you have seen the movie. Tonight I want to ask you the question, what are you searching for this Christmas season? What is it that you are looking for this Christmas season? I love that scene right there because Elf goes up to his dad. And he's like, Dad, I love you. I love you. I love you. And the dad's like, I, I don't even know you, right? But this entire movie, he's searching for this relationship to be restored with his father. I want to ask you today, what are you searching for? Turn to your neighbor and say, what are you searching for? Turn to your other neighbor and say, what are you searching for? Come on, tonight, are you ready to receive from God tonight? Come on, anybody ready to receive from God tonight? Hey, listen, would you pray with me today? Dear Lord. I just thank you, God, for what you want to do in this place. God, I pray that you would speak a profound, a clear, and a concise word that pierces our hearts, God, and makes us walk out of this building differently, and we give you praise. And everybody said, amen and amen. Come on, one more time. Can we give God a shout of praise tonight? Tonight, I want to preach to you a message titled, The Doorway to Destiny. The Doorway to Your Destiny, have you ever lost your phone or your car keys or the TV remote? And for the life of you, you cannot find it at all. And it takes you hours, it takes you days, it takes you years to find this thing until you finally realize that it is in the most obvious place possible. Okay? Any glasses wearers here? Any glasses? You wear glasses? Listen, how many of you guys have ever been looking for your glasses and they were on top of your head. <laughs> Anybody? Come on, come on. I used to wear glasses. Now I'm a, I'm a contact wearer. You know, what's up? What's up, contact crew? Um, but I used to wear glasses, and I always used to lose my glasses. I'd be like, Mama, where my glasses? She's like, boy, they're on top of your head. You stupid. Um, and it's funny because many times we lose things, and we find ourselves searching for those things. Like, Pastor Whit and I, we've been traveling quite a bit um, here in these last few weeks. And the other day, we were at the airport, okay? And how many know, like, it's the worst feeling in the entire world when you have to get on an airplane and you are tired and you are hungry and the only thing that there is to eat is peanuts and crackers, okay? So, like, it's terrible. So, what we did, what any Christian couple would do. We pulled out our phone and we Googled the nearest Chick-fil-A in our terminal, okay? And so we start going and we start looking for this Chick-fil-A. We start searching. We start pushing over old people. We start just running. We're like dragging our baby with us and, and we're trying to get to this Chick-fil-A before our plane takes off. And it's only, we have like a 30-minute window before we have to get back to get on the plane before the door shuts. So we're running and running and running. And we realize, man, we've been searching for a long time. Maybe we should just give up. And there was a lady that heard us, and she's like, oh, Chick-fil-A, yeah, you ain't going to make it. Like, it is way too far away. And so we start talking to ourselves, and we're like, man, maybe we are not going to make it to this Chick-fil-A. When all of a sudden, we turn the corner, and the glory of God shined down on us. And off into the distance, we saw Chick-fil-A. That's right. We saw Chick-fil-A. Like, you know how I know it was a God thing? Because there was no line, and they gave us an extra fry. Can I get an amen, somebody? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out to the Chick-fil-A app. And it's funny, though, because many times we find ourselves searching for something. Did you know the Christmas season is great? It's awesome. 
But many times, young people and old people and just people in general find themselves searching for something in the Christmas season. Maybe it's presents. Maybe it's uh, to restore family relationships. Maybe it's like you're searching for where you're going to go next for your Christmas holidays and stuff like that. But I feel like all of us in this room are searching for something. And the question that I want to ask you tonight is what are you searching for? Now, hear me. You see, if we would have stopped searching for Chick-fil-A, then we would have missed out on our meal, right? Some of you know where I'm going this, but listen, some of you need a breakthrough in the room. Some of you need a miracle in the room. Some of you need God to just show up and move, but the moment that you stop searching, you miss out on your miracle, and you miss out on the move of God on your life. And you miss out on the thing that you need him to do. Can I tell you, what, what if your searching was the doorway that God used to move in your life? What if your searching was the doorway that God opened so that he could come and fill you with his spirit? Did you know, in Matthew 7, 7, it says this, keep on asking and you will receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking, in other words, keep on searching and then you will find, keep on knocking, and it will be opened to you. You see, searching is the doorway to your destiny. Did you know that God loves when you search for him? God loves when you seek him out. God loves when you're so desperate to get after him. He says, man, it's because you're searching. It's because you didn't stop searching that I can now bless you. What if I told you that some of the greatest miracles that you will ever experience in your life result from your searching? Not from finding the light at the end of the tunnel, not from getting to your final destination, but what if it was the journey that God used to bless you? What if it was the journey that God used to, to, to break through something and break something off of your life? It's the doorway to your destiny. You see, the, the issue many times, though, is that our search ends when we don't see immediate results, right? Like you're looking for something and you're like, man, if I don't find this now, then I'm done looking. If I, don't, if I don't find this thing now, then I'm just going to stop. If I don't find this thing now, then it's not even worth the time that I invest into this thing. Did you know that expectation is important? Did you know that God honors expectation? Because many times it's your expectation that will uncover your destination. Mm. Did, did you know that it's, it's oftentimes your expectation that reveals a greater revelation that will lead you to your destination? In other words, the more you expect God to do, the more you expect to see in your life, the more you expect to see on your campus, the more God can use you to fulfill that thing along the journey of your searching. It's, it's a doorway to your, to your destiny. You see, there's a, a, a story in the Bible of a man named Elijah. Everybody say Elijah. Elijah is currently living in a famine. Okay, what is that? It means that it hasn't rained forever. They're hungry. They're having to kill off their livestock because the livestock are dying. They have no, their, their, their rations are getting low, and they are stuck in this famine. And it picks up in 1 Kings 18, uh, verse 41. If you have your Bibles today, your phones, open it up. 1 Kings 18, 41, or check out the screen. And it says this, And Elijah said to Ahab, Go, eat, and drink, for there is a sound. Everybody say a sound of a heavy rain. So Ahab went off to eat and drink, but Elijah climbed to the top of Carmel, bent down to the ground, and put his face between his knees. Go and look toward the sea, he told his servant. And he went up and looked, and there was nothing there, he said. 
Seven times Elijah said, go back. And the seventh time, the servant came back and reported this. A cloud as small as a man's hand is rising from the sea. So Elijah said, go and tell Ahab, hitch up your chariot and go down before the rain stops you. Meanwhile, the sky grew black with clouds. The wind rose and a heavy rain started falling and Ahab rode off to Jezreel. I love this chapter because the rain of heaven was coming down on Elijah. Does anybody need God's rain in their life? Come on. Like, does anybody need God to move in a mighty way? I love this chapter. Elijah is sitting there and he hears a sound. This is so profound. And eight times the servant had to run back to the water to try to see the sound that Elijah was hearing. But when he came back the first time, the servant said, I didn't see anything. How many times in your life have you heard a word from God, but you never get to see it? How many times in your life have you heard a word from God, but you're walking and you feel like your vision is blurred? I think this is so powerful because Elijah says, hey, servant, I heard a sound from God. I heard a cloud that's going to bring rain. But what happens when you don't see what you hear? You see, I feel like many, many times in our lives, we stop searching because we can't see what God spoke to us. We stop searching because we don't see the thing that God is doing in our lives. And so we say, God, it must not be real. Why? Because many times sight produces assurance. Our sight produces confidence. If we can see it, then we can see the evidence. But how many know faith is not based on what we see? Faith is based on what we hear from the Lord and believe in our hearts. Faith is based on the sound. Elijah said there is a sound that is coming of rain. And servant, I need you to go look for the sound. You see, I want to ask you, like, how often have you heard the sound? Like, do you know the sound? What's the sound? What sound am I talking about? Like, do you know God's voice enough to hear the sound? Do you know God's word enough to hear the sound? Do you know the sound of the cloud of rain? You see, We have to know the sound. How do you hear the sound? We do the same thing that Elijah did. We start on our hands and knees. And we start in prayer. And we say, God, would you give me the sound? God, I don't care about what I see. God, I don't care about what's around me. I care about the sound of rain. God, I need your rain in my life. And I am not leaving until I hear the sound. You know how patient Elijah had to be? Watch this. Where's Manny? Manny, come here. Hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. Manny, you're a servant today, okay? I'm Elijah. You're my servant. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to run around here. Go check the sea and tell me if you see the sound. The answer is going to be no, okay? Go. Run, run, run. Faster. Elijah is praying, and he's waiting for his servant. It's like, man, this servant's taking a long time. Hey! This is the first time. Come back here. What are you doing? Come here. Servant. Here we go. Did you see the sound? Are you sure you didn't see the sound? Good, good. Go again. Go again. Go again. Go again. Go again. Go again. 
And so Elijah's sitting there, and he's praying. He's like, oh, man. I know that I hear the sound. I know that I hear the sound. Okay, I see the servant. I see the servant. Servant, did you see the sound? No, 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 no. No, you didn't? <sighs> okay. You see, many times in life, as awkward as, as this illustration is, this is how our life feels. When we're praying and we're seeking and we're saying, God, can you show me the sound that you put in my heart? And he's saying, no, 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 no. Just keep on praying and keep on moving. Keep on going. Keep on going. And so the servant keeps on going. And Elijah is sitting there praying. And he's on Carmel. And he's just, he's just there praying the whole time. He doesn't leave the mountain. And the servant comes back the third time. Did, did you see the sound? No. <laughs> go again go again go again you see it's funny because a lot of times in our lives how many of you can relate it feels like you're running in circles with God right it feels like the promise that he put in front of you is not going to come to pass because you haven't seen the picture yet all you've heard is a sound Right? Some of you guys have gone to camp and all you heard at camp was a sound and you've been waiting for him to reveal a picture to you. But he's saying, hey, have you heard? Have you seen the sound? No. No, you haven't seen it? Okay. Go back again. Go back again. Keep running. Keep running. Fourth time. He just keeps running. He keeps running. On the fifth time, he's still running. Oh, on the sixth time, he is still running to the sea to see the sound. On the seventh time, finally on the eighth time, he says, have you seen the sound? You saw, you saw the sound. You, you, you see, you see. Go sit down. Thank you. Come on, clap it up for Manny. Clap it up for Manny. You got to understand what's happening in this passage. This is what you call faithfulness. This is what you call persistent searching. This is what you call confidence in the things unseen. This is what you call trust in God. This is what you call patience. This is what you call going back again. Can I tell you, some of you need to go back again to what God has spoken to you, and you just need to get on your hands and knees, and you just need to pray again, and you need to praise again, and you need to worship again until you see the sound. Don't give up. Don't quit on what you don't see yet because if he said it then you will see it but you gotta keep searching come on can we give God a shout of praise right now oh he says go back you need to go back circle back oh I hate it sometimes when, when I lose my cell phone and I cannot find my cell phone so I have to ask somebody to call my cell phone. Why do I have somebody call my cell phone? Because my cell phone makes a sound that I can follow and uncover and discover where it is. Can I tell you, maybe you haven't reached your destination yet because you haven't heard the sound from God. Why? Because God speaks so clearly and directly. God is not ambiguous. God is not all over the place. God is not a thought or idea. God is direct. But you got to know the sound. He says, go back and check again because if you can hear it, then I have it. If you can, if you can hear the sound, then one day you're going to see it. I'm going to invite the band back up. So the servant comes back. He says, yeah, I saw something. You sent me up there eight times. I, I saw something. 
But it was a small cloud. It was a small cloud about the size of a fist. It was a, it was a cloud, but it was a, a small cloud. How encouraging is that? <laughs> God speaks to you and says, hey, there is a heavy rain coming. There is a great wind coming. There was a huge cloud coming. And the servant comes back and says, uh, God, you tripping. That was a small cloud. Like, God, that, that cloud was the, the size of a fist. You see, what do you do when now you see the sound, but the sound doesn't look like what you heard? The sound doesn't look like the picture of the promise that God has given you. The sound doesn't look like a large cloud. The sound looks like a small cloud. But I know that I'm hearing a loud sound. But the servant says, what's well, a small cloud? You see, what the servant saw was an over-exaggeration. But what Elijah saw was a crack into the window of heaven. It was just a crack in the doorway. Can I tell you, some of you need to stop discrediting the crack in the doorway that God has given you. Some people think, oh, that's just a small cloud. No, 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 no. That's a small picture of a bigger picture that hides behind the door. You see what that crack is? It's a door in the process of being open. Did you know that you can't open a door without first cracking it open first? Did you know I would rather walk through a cracked open door than a door that's locked? He says, no, 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 servant. You see a small cloud, but what I see is rain. What I see is a rushing wind. What I see is a fulfilled promise of God. And when he said he was going to rain, I know that it's true because his word never returns void. So if he says that it's a large cloud, I know that it's a small cloud, but it's just preparation for rain. I know that it's a small cloud, but it's just preparation for a great storm. I know right now it looks like a small cloud. Oh, but God is going to unleash something bigger than I can handle. Can I tell you, it's not a small cloud. It's a crack in the doorway. It's a crack in the doorway. Did you know that I got a new puppy named Shredder? <laughs> yeah, shut up. And I always have to lock the door because Shredder shreds everything. So I have to lock the door, all the doors in my house. You know that Shredder cannot get into a locked door. But even if I leave the smallest crack in the door, then all Shredder has to do is keep knocking at the door and keep pressing on the door and keep praying to the door and keep worshiping through the door and just keep giving God praise in the midst of his circumstance and pretty soon the door's gonna open. Here's what I want to tell you. You're like, what do you mean by this? I mean, listen, your first priority might be small right now, but can I tell you that rain is coming? 
Oh, you might be the only Christian in your family, but can I tell you that rain is coming. You might feel like God has overlooked you and your calling, but can I tell you that rain is coming if you would just credit the crack and see the picture of the cloud and keep praying and keep searching and keep knocking and keep seeking and keep believing and keep having the faith big enough to follow the sound and not what you see. It's all about the sound. Come on, would you stand to your feet with me all across this place? What are you searching for tonight? In a few moments, we're going to wrap this thing up. But I want to ask you tonight, what are you searching for? Maybe you're in this room and you're like, man, I've been searching for hope. Man, I've been searching for something to give me joy again. Man, I've been searching for something to fix my attitude. Man, I've been searching for a relationship to be restored. Man, I've been searching for God to move in my school. Man, I've been searching for God to heal me in my sick body. Man, I've been searching for something. I want to tell you, just because you don't see it doesn't mean you can't hear it. Just because you don't see it doesn't mean you can't hear it brewing off into the distance. You just got to trust the sound. Where does the sound come from? It doesn't come from the microphone. It doesn't come from my voice. It comes when Elijah was on his hands and knees with his head between his legs, praying and seeking and knocking and searching. And it was his searching that was the doorway to his destiny. You see, in the, in the end of that verse, verse 45 says, Meanwhile, after, this is after the servant said that it was a small cloud. Meanwhile, the sky grew black with clouds and the wind rose and a heavy rain started falling. I believe that God's heavy rain wants to fall in this place. Come on. If you want to receive God's rain tonight, would you just lift your hand with every head bowed and every eye closed? Come on. If you're in this place and you just need God's rain in your life. Maybe you feel like you've been going through a dry season. Maybe you feel like you've been going through a famine. And right now, you just need God's rain. Come on, just like Elijah, can we just cry out to God right now? Jesus, we need your rain. Jesus, we need your rain. Jesus, we need your rain. God, we can hear it, but we can't see it. So we're just going to keep searching for it. We're just going to keep believing. We're just going to lift up our voice and begin to cry out because we know that your word never returns void, God. We love you. Give us your rain, God. Give us your rain, God. Give us your rain right now in every single circumstance, in every single household, in every single relationship, in every single school campus. Oh, God, give us your rain. Give us your rain. Give us your rain. Maybe you're in here tonight and you say, man, I've been searching for a savior. I've been searching for a savior. I've been, I've been searching for a savior through boyfriends. I've been searching through, through a, for a savior through, through drugs and alcohol. I've been searching for a savior through parties. I've I just been searching for something to fill the void that is in my heart. Can I tell you that there is no greater peace to the puzzle of your heart than Christ Jesus? Because when he comes into your life, he makes all things new. Old things are passed away, and he brings the new. He clothes you with righteousness. 
He says, hey, you are a son and a daughter. And can I just tell you, just like Buddy the Elf was looking for his father, I feel like there are some people in this room tonight, you've been searching for a father, you've been running to other men, you've been running to other people, trying to fill that father figure void in your life. But can I tell you, nobody can fill it like our Christ Jesus. Why? Because he is a father. He is a father to the orphan. He's a father to sons and daughters in this room tonight. You're a son and a daughter. Turn to your neighbor and say, you're a son and daughter. Come on, with every head bowed and every eye closed, if you're in this place and you're tired of searching for God in all the wrong places, but tonight you want to make him the Lord and the Savior of your life. You want to ask him to come in and take control. If that's you, on a count of three, I want you to raise your hand. One, two, three. Raise your hand. Amazing. 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 Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You can put your hands down. I love it because God makes it so easy to come back to him. He says, hey, all you got to do is confess with your mouth and believe in your heart. That's it. Come on, would you pray this prayer with me all across this room? Say, dear Jesus, I give you my life. You can have control. I'm done searching in the world. And now I choose to trust you. I choose to believe in you. I believe that you are the son of God. I believe that you died and rose again. And today, would you give me a new life? In Jesus' mighty name. Come on, can we give God a shout of praise right now? Amazing. Listen. If you prayed that prayer today, I want you to know that that's the best decision that you can ever make in the history of your lifetime. It means that your name is written in the Lamb's book of life. It means that you get to spend an eternity with Christ Jesus forever. Come on, one more time. Can we clap for everybody that said that prayer tonight? Hey. Thank you so much for coming. Hey, listen, next week, we got a silent disco. We got some awesome stuff. Man, listen, bring a friend next week. Turn to your neighbor and say, bring a friend next week. Come on, hey, I'm going to pray one more time over you. We have cookies and cocoa. We're about to throw on Elf. Come on, would you pray with me one more time? Dear Jesus, God, I just thank you for what you've spoken in this room, God. I pray that we would follow the sound. God, I pray that we would follow the rain because we know that it's a small cloud, but the rain is coming on this church, on every single campus, on every single student. God, we love you and we praise you. And everybody said amen and amen. God bless you. We'll see you next week. Thanks for hanging out with us. If you like this message, hit subscribe and stay connected by visiting us at brave.guide. We'll see you next time. And remember, no turning back. The best is yet to come.